Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the co-founder of Divisio, the all-new affiliate network for people in all niches. We have a fantastic show lined up for you guys. We have my co-host and co-founder in Divisio, Jack Humphrey, joining us. Hello, Jack. Hello, and we have Captain Lou Edwards today. Lou, are you here? I am. I am. Good morning, Gina and Jack. Hello, Hey, man, Lou. let me give you an introduction. I wanted to just get you in here and make sure you were here because we had some technical difficulties last week. <laughs> so glad you're here. <laughs> glad, okay, glad everybody, here. so we have Captain Lou Edwards, who's an international speaker, consultant, author of Just Add Friends, and co-creator of the amazing annual Marketers Cruise, a mastermind vacation that attracts hundreds of the world's top online entrepreneurs each January for a week of networking and schmoozing while Caribbean cruising. <laughs> I like that. So there you go. There's your introduction, Lou. I just wanted to get everybody up to speed. Almost nobody left on this planet uh, doesn't know you <laughs> for a couple of double negatives. <laughs> But uh, you're the guy in the hat. You're the guy at every single conference I've ever been to, uh, almost without fail. Um, and uh, you just do the same thing all the time. You just have fun all the time. How is this possible that you've achieved this life that you have? <laughs> I think I was dropped on my head at an early age. Well, did you say I was the, I'm, I'm the cat in the hat? <laughs> yeah, sure. You're the cat in the hat. <laughs> you're well, the cat Jack, in that one hat. <laughs> you know, uh, Jack, I don't know. Have you ever been with us on the Marketers Cruise? I know Gina has. I have yet to get on the boat. I'm I'm the last person, I think, who's uh, <laughs> who's been on the boat, who hasn't been on the boat yet. My aim is to push you and your listeners today overboard. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, how do I, how is it that I have so much fun? Well, you know, after 20 years of making a living, I decided I'd like to start making a life. <laughs> and uh, and I, uh, I went from, from being the blind man. Uh, we sold window treatments offline in the uh, New York City area to attending a little, uh, a little Internet marketing seminar back in January of 2003. You might have heard about something called the big seminar, right? <laughs> yes. And, the and, big uh, one. The, yeah, the big one, and and the rest is history. I uh, combining my love for travel with the uh, great world wide web. Um, by the way, by the way, I, I just 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 sparked something. I said the world wide web. Do you know that from 1976 to 1980, I was the voice of Vince McMahon's worldwide wrestling federation. Back in the days, right before Hulk Hogan, with Andre the Giant, Bruno Sammartino, George the Animal Steel. And uh, that was probably the most fun four years of my life until now. Wow. I had no idea. How many times have we talked and I didn't know this story? That is amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, so, that, so I was uh, on the record. You have to yeah. be a certain age to even know what you're talking about. But I, I, I think that uh, several of our listeners are going, oh, yeah, I remember those guys. <laughs> and and this, was, this was before Hulk Hogan, before the Hulk, before wrestling became really big. And so I was New York's youngest radio program uh, producer, talk show host, ring announcer, color commentator. Uh, with all of those guys on the road <laughs> with the wrestlers. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, it's great uh, being on the Internet radio. As you know, Jack and Gina, I do have a face made for radio. Well, I can't say anything about that because I think I share the same face for radio. So, well, welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. You know, glad, glad to be here. You know, I, I've, you know, I have to tell you, I've been remiss. I, I, uh, I haven't, I've heard so much about uh, blog talk radio and even about traffic masters. And uh, I don't mind sharing today how uh, I leverage traffic from some of the world's best marketers uh, to have gotten where where I am in uh, in my little slice of the pie here, so it's a lot of fun. Well, Lou, this is Jan, and I am so happy to have you here. Oh, um, is that the love? Is that the lovely Jan Riley? It is the lovely Jan Riley, and um, I've got a waistline built for radio. <laughs> But anyway, or, 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 wait, or, or do you have a waistline built for the for uh, for cruises and the midnight buffet? <laughs> oh, that is so true. So I'm really excited because we met in person, and you did one of the best seminars I've ever been to, and I've been to tons, and I mean that tons of seminars of all kinds on how to grow your business. And one of the things that I loved is you know, how you, one, how you presented the material and gave us real actionable ways to deal with uh, combining offline and online marketing, as well as, you know, talking about your process uh, from going from a strictly offline person to an online person, online um, marketer, and then how you dovetail that into, you know, your offline business and how you're also then incorporating a new, you know, training programs. It's like you really have done what a lot of people have been trying to do, which is integrate this whole online offline thing and make it work for you in your life. And uh, uh, so I just want to say kudos to you. You've done an awesome job and your seminar was great. Uh, well, well, thank you. We got Jack. Are you back thank yet? You. I am here. Can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Man, I don't so, know what so, happened. I, mean, I just doesn't... want you to talk about a little bit about that, so go ahead. Well, first of all, thanks for the kind words, Jan. A lot of, uh, a lot of marketers want to be push-button millionaires by hiding in their bat cave behind their computers and never really coming out for air and pressing the flesh. Uh, we are like bats, most of us, right? And, and I realize that, you know uh, – you have to have some top-of-mind awareness beyond the latest product launch or the annual Marketers Cruise, which I, I uh, produce and co-host with Mike Fulsame and Dave Van Hoos and some of the – Davin Michaels and some of the top marketers. But the thing is, uh, you have to get out there. And so before the Internet, there was a world of business in brick and mortar, offline. And I, I, I realized – and that's where my strength has always been. 
So after I perfected my uh, cruise group event planning business, and by the way, we do a lot more than just the annual marketers cruise. I've got about a dozen uh, special event group cruises going. We've got a dental conference at sea, an annual murder mystery cruise. We're doing a martial arts cruise. It's something called AikidoCruise.com. And uh, so I produce these events for anyone that has a niche audience. It just so happens my biggest flagship cruise of the year is the Marketers Cruise, which is a mastermind vacation that's facilitated millions of dollars in joint ventures, uh, launches, networking, new businesses. And so people come from around the world for that, and that's what I'm known for. But you know, a lot of people say, well, what does Captain Lou do the rest of the year in between the Marketers Cruise? Well, I've got a real business with a suite of offices with offline and online marketing where we sell millions of dollars in these special group cruise events and some on land. And so I took that success, Jan and Jack and Gina, I took, and to your listening audience, I took my story of my success and you know, kind of how I went from, from, from you know, zero to hero from Captain Who to Captain Lou, and get this whole cult of personality going online with the Marketers Cruise and all these other cruises, and what I did is I wrote a book. I wrote a book for travel agents telling them how I built my seven-figure business and how they could do the same, and I developed a home study course and started doing speaking gigs in the travel industry, and then I started um, actually putting out products, not in the IM world, but in the travel space, where I'm a speaker, an author, just did a book signing at the annual Cruise World, spoke in front of close to a 1,000 travel agents, and there, instead of having to compete with you know, thousands of other marketers jockeying for position, I am the it guy. And what I did is kind of built up a product line of coaching products and boot camps and home study courses and membership sites that most, most of you guys don't even know that I do, right? <laughs> and, and because they think, oh, Lou is just a fun travel agent that puts together the marketer's cruise once, once a year. But what I've found is uh, there's a big world out there. You can, you can build a really big business beyond hiding behind your computer in the Batcave and looking for that magic button that will bring in the next million-dollar launch. There is real business going on offline and online in many different niches, as you know. And so I decided to tap into a little bit of that. And that's some of what I was talking about at the uh, seminar that I did. At, I guess, Jan, we were at the David Perdue's NAMS event? Yep, sure were. And that was it. I, I talked about book signings and leading people to a uh, leading uh, guest to a uh, to a live presentation, and upselling them from there into a coaching course. There's look. I'm sure you guys have had many many guests that do that in the IM space. What I'm saying, what works for me, is I've become a travel guru. You know, I've become the guru of marketing online and offline in the travel space. So that's. That's where I'm at. I'm very, very blessed. I'm very blessed. And it's all thanks, and it's all thanks to, wait one second, to something called the Marketer's Cruise. Awesome. Well, one of the topics, uh, I'm back, right? You guys can hear me? We can hear yeah. you. 
Oh, good. <laughs> uh, one of the topics uh, that is is sort of obvious to me over all the years of observing you from my particular vantage point in the IM space uh, is that you are a master at using leverage. And, I mean, you're just dripping in it. it to me, when I see you walking around and doing your thing at, at events and what you do online, um, I see you rubbing elbows with all the people that help you to bring that marketer's cruise to life. And I imagine you do this not exclusively for the marketer's cruise, but everywhere you go, you understand, like few people do, how leverage works, how to get to the top of the food chain and have that person telling all of their people about how great this next thing is going to be, everybody go follow Lou. Can you tell us a little bit about, do you have a formula for that or a philosophy around how you get um, really high-level people in what, I'm sure you do it in every industry that you go into, every every group that you go into, not just the marketer's crews. How does that work for you? Well, Jack, I'm glad that you brought that up because this is about mastering traffic and leveraging people's lists. What if you don't have a list of your own? You know, when I started out in this, I thought to myself, and by the way, I'm 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 driving as I'm as I'm guesting here. I don't think I can do two things at once, but I'm going to try. Uh, so uh, I thought to myself way back when that uh, okay, all of this list building sounds like a lot of work, and you know, building opt-in lists and and uh, bonding with your audience. Why don't I just bond with people who already have huge audiences and are already big stars? Right? So yeah. So I, I happen to have a little bit of a leg up in terms of I'm a merchant of fun. Now, what do I mean by that, guys? Um, you can go to a cocktail party with a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, and a travel agent, and it always goes back to, so where have you traveled to lately? And tell us about some of your experiences and adventures. And you can have CEOs of companies gathering around the travel agent because they want to know the next experience that they can enjoy with their family. So the, so the, first, the first secret is I found something that I love, and that's a lot of fun, and that's vacationing, travel, and particularly cruising. And what's more fun than traveling with your spouse or family in a group with like-minded peers? So how hard was it for me to just happen to mention that I set up seminars at sea uh, for different niches and have people like Armin Morin or Mike Fulsame or uh, Russell Bruns or any of these people actually tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, I'd like to be part of that. What can I do to help? So all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden I'm leveraging uh, – I'm leveraging – the list of the A-listers and the superstars. And even better, they're coming to me. And you're right. You're, that's very, um, very insightful, Jack, that it's not just Michael Same and the Internet marketers. It's the people in the cruise industry. It's the people uh, in, in the martial arts world and the, the dentists that need, we did something called real estate realestatevacation.com for your chip collecting cruises where people trade and collect rare casino chips. There's so many different niches that have groups that want to A, have fun, and B, have some kind of 
like mind, a mastermind or or uh, uh, the camaraderie. Imagine brainstorming your business while out on a sailboat on a catamaran or parasailing or snorkeling or scuba diving or having a beach party in Grand Turk Island. So all you have the captains of industry put all their calls on hold and say, Lou, I want to be part of this. What do I need to do? So the next thing that I did, Jack and Gina and Jan, is I wrote a book. I not only wrote a book for travel agents, I wrote a second book that just came out called Just Add Friends. JustAddFriendsBook.com. And Just Add Friends actually teaches these Hyde Pipers, these prospective group leaders, on how they can pull something off of a, you know, a magical, life-changing adventure with my help, of course. So the book is my front end to the back end of getting group leaders from all different niches in all different industries applying to do business with me. Now, here's the brilliance of this. And, boy, I'm starting to sound more and more like a certain presidential candidate, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I had, you know, if I had an ounce of humility, I have to tell you, Jack and 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 Gina and Jen. <laughs> if I had an ounce of humility, I'd be perfect. In fact, you know, you know, guys, I was I was born uh, of the Hebrew persuasion, but uh, since joining the world of internet marketing, I I did convert to uh, narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's right. Hey, how's that? How's that that's working right. out for you? <laughs> uh, in this in this world, it, it, it's pretty fun and profitable. And then, <laughs> you, 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 I, <laughs> I have to back up for a second and ask ask you: I, I, Did you say that you had a cruise for a niche as weird as people who collect rare poker chips? Exactly. What exactly. You said? Can you, can, Yes, yes, yes. Can you believe, just like people, just like people collect uh, and trade rare coins and stamps, there is a bunch of people that collect uh, actual casino currency out of print, real, you know, the clay, the real casino currency chips, from, I guess, the hotels of yesteryear you know, in Vegas or wherever, and uh, there's, a, there's a market for them. You go on eBay and you'll see all their trade. Some of these chips go for thousands of dollars. And so... They found me, and the key, the key, by the way, Jack and Gina, uh, and Jan, the, the key is to have uh, influ- people of influence and who have an audience to find you. So they find me, and they in- instantly fall in love with the idea of bringing their audience on a cruise ship. So, so yeah, what, why, do you have a, uh, uh, some kind of a connection to poker chips? No, I'm just amazed at how deeply niched you can go in in your business. That's about the the deepest, weirdest niche I've heard in the last year for sure. And if you can do it with that much nicheology, then wow, no wonder you're in the uh, seven figure business. <laughs> that's uh, that's crazy. The the number of things that you can put together. Now I'm not no. going to let you off the hook that easily, though. You have a leg up. You have something there. I try to listen to my show, this show, the way that people would listen to it as it's going on. You know, I'm thinking, oh, they're going. And I think a lot of people have done this, and I know that you've been dragged into this conversation before because you have that unfair advantage, and everybody's like, well, it, whatever he's doing won't necessarily work for me because he's got that fun factor. He's got that universal factor. He doesn't have to 
everybody wants to travel. Everybody wants to see beautiful places and do awesome things. And in particular niches, it's even seen as a um, rite of passage. You know, I'm doing business on a boat. Everybody comes, everybody's, you know, uh, texting back and Facebooking back off the boat saying, look how, how much fun I'm having on this boat, working, ha-ha, and making money. I mean, that's what happens. Every time there's a cruise, everybody lights up Facebook with all the pictures from the cruise going, look at me, look at me. I'm having fun. You should be too. So everybody listening could be forgiven, I guess, a little bit for thinking, well, that's just Captain Lou. That's because of the industry that he's in, the thing that he's doing. How would I, you know, and you rub elbows with everybody else in all of these different niches, all these different industries, who don't have that particular leg up in their business, but still would like to know how to use leverage in the way that you do. Is there any crossover? And uh, you can answer it however you would like, because <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked this question before. Besides your unfair advantage, can this carry over into regular business, and how would you tell people to how they could achieve that? Well, Jack, the, the thing is, would I be doing this well and be sounding this happy after, you know, 15 years? It's taken me 15 years, by the way, to become an overnight success. Would I be, would I have that advantage if I was a, a mortician or a funeral director? Um, I don't know. I don't think I would choose those niches. I don't think I would choose to be, to be that. But, but you could put a, a cruise on for them. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes, let's talk with Michael Neal, who's a, who's a friend, a marketer friend. Who That's exactly his niche. And we've actually been talking about uh, a, a group called uh, Scattered Ashes at Sea, where you can bury your loved ones that, you know, if you, if you cremate them, you can actually dump the ashes overboard in a ceremony. We did one. Well, oh, my goodness, we actually did one last year. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. And the captain and the ship's crew, they all cooperated, and we got a proclamation, and we did a whole ceremony. and uh, um, yeah, So even that could be a niche. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But, you know, okay, so what if I wasn't happy-go-lucky, you know, Captain Lou with the, with the cruises? Um, let me tell you a little bit about how I broke into something what Jan was talking about and the seminar I did at, uh, at uh, NAMS, how I broke into – the very corporate uh, cruise world, actually the, the event is called Cruise World, <laughs> and, uh, and, and got to be a celebrity there uh, really from out of nowhere. Now, we're, not talk we're talking about the people that run trade shows and seminars, and the people that are next to me at these trade shows are Princess Cruise Lines and, uh, you know, Amadeus technology. So you have large multi-million dollar and even it's a, it's a billion dollar industry. So you have multi, multi, multi-million dollar and billion dollar companies that are next to you. And to get into that world is not that easy. And sponsorships of those events cost lots of money, $12,000, dollars $20,000. So how did I get in get, a, get a, bo a booth for my book signing for free, right in between Princess and Club Med, right? And how do I become a featured speaker, a keynote, when there are, um, when there are uh, 20 speakers fighting for breakout slots in breakout rooms? How do, I, how do I get the grand stage? And here's a strategy. It's something that I, I just you know, pulled out of my butt, and it, it works, so I'll share it. I basically contacted the organizer of the event, and I asked, and I, I wanted to do a book signing. And, of course, they want you to, 
to pay a lot of money for your booth and if you want a sponsored speaking slot and so forth. And I said, look, I'm not Princess. I'm not Club Med. I'm not Sandals. I'm just Captain Lou, the cruise guy. Uh, but I do have my book coming out, and what I'd like to do is donate all of the money from book sales to charity. So I asked this woman who was the grand, high, exalted, mystic ruler of this event, uh, what is, what, well, she was the Emir Sultan of the, of the trade show. And so I said, what is your personal favorite charity? And she said to me, well, for me, it would, it would have to be the Epilepsy Foundation. And I said to her, tell me why that's important to you. And she said, well, my daughter, who's 12 years old, this was at the time, I think she was 11 now, she's 15 or 16, um, she suffers from epilepsy. She's an exceptional student, but she's going to doctors and specialists and suffers terribly from epilepsy. And, 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 and uh, you know, it, that, that, that is obviously the one that's near and dear to my heart. So I said, okay, I would like to, um, I don't really care about the money from the book sales. Uh, I'd, I'd like to donate all, all proceeds to the Epilepsy Foundation in your daughter's name. And that blew her away. And just, just, wow. Now, I didn't ask her for anything. I just offered her. I just offered that. I said, I'm, I'm going to make a signage. We, we could keep it anonymous. We don't have to bring you and her into this. It'll just be between you and me. I can make a presentation for you on stage for the money collected. If you want, if you want to be low-key about it, that's that's all right as well. I just want to do this. She instantly was almost brought to tears, and she said, Lou, I'm going to get you the booth in a prime spot uh, at no charge, and I'm going to work something out for a speak. Someone like you needs your own stage not to compete with other breakout speakers. So I'm going to, we're going to work in a slot for you where you have no competition, and it's all about you and your programs for travel agents. Because it is honorable that you're helping the travel agent community, which, by the way, Jack, by the way, you know, we're talking about how much fun it is to travel, what an easy business. Most travel agents are starving to death. The average annual income of a travel agent who works 40 to 60 hours a week is about $23,800. Travel agents are being eaten up alive by competition on the Internet because most of them haven't embraced the Internet to be the Internet rather than fear the Internet. And most travel agents are in the dark ages and risk going the way of typewriter sales and shoe repair if they don't, uh, if they don't, you know, if they don't learn marketing. <laughs> they really do. So, so it's not that everyone that's in travel can build a seven-figure business overnight. What's my secret? Uh, I, just, I just shared uh, a paying it forward secret. And by the way, I've done that now repeatedly with other organizations because if it worked there, Jack, if it worked with Cruise World, why can't I do it elsewhere? For Ronald McDonald House, for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, or whatever a personal favorite charity is of the top dog in these industries. Get to them find out what you could do for them that means something to them personally and watch the gratitude and the offers come to you. So, so that, that, that I've now replicated. I'm, I probably should, I know you guys would say, Oh, Lou, you should make a product just about this. <laughs> <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> What, what, what do we do in the IM world? We find something that works even once, and it instantly becomes a product. 
Right. Right, and and one of the things that I, you know, all of us who have ever had a successful product that's been copied, um, you know, we in the in the early years, I fought it. I was like, man, this sucks. You know, I didn't. I came from the nonprofit world. I wasn't an instant businessman or anything. I didn't know that's how the world worked offline well before the uh, internet came along. I just thought if I staked a claim, nobody'd come and get it. Why would they even try? Because if you stake a claim, you're the first to market, and you generally do way better than the guy that tries to copy you, and all of that. And then I, you know, years passed, and I started figuring out, wow, what if something could take off, and you wanted it to take off? One of the greats of internet marketing, Alan Says, who was the uh, originator of the Warrior Forum, who you know, I know <laughs> well, Lou, and uh, you know, designed his products to be stolen, like. That was the first time I ever heard. He, he, everybody was like, everybody's stealing my product. Everybody's stealing my idea. There, I came out with a, a, a guide on something, and somebody else came out with the same kind of guide on something, and they're trying to sell it too. And he's got a whole forum of people asking him to come from on high and give them the answer to this problem. And instead of the answer they expected, he told them, make your products to be stolen. And this was back in the day of ebooks, so products were pretty much just ebooks. That's all we had. You know, this is late 90s and uh, early 2000s, and um, you know, some of us were still taking checks. So you'd have to like give a mailing address on your web page, and then you have to wait for a check to come in, and then you would tell people where the the book was. <laughs> or we were we were doing physical products still. So he said, make it make it stealable. And I was like, God, that's weird. Why would you do that? He's like, and then put all kinds of stuff in there that makes you money. Monetize it. So if it does get out, if people do steal it, or you welcome it and say, here, brand it yourself or do this with it. He was one of the first guys that ever did anything like that. And, of course, he did really, really well. And everybody's like, oh, cool, we slowed down. And then I started over the years thinking, what if you could make something where your product has that side benefit? And then I met Gina. <laughs> and Gina is like, you know, you can't do anything – uh, with business, most people can't do anything with business if there isn't a good, better reason than just making money. You know, a lot of people are not just rampant capitalists who just love the idea of just making the money part. They have to do something good in the world. So, you know, that's a big uh, uh, main product, not byproduct of, of Divisio.com, where we bring nonprofits and for profits together. And then the Forbes article came out not too long ago. I don't know if you read that one, but. Uh, it was uh, it was a, it was the whole issue was dedicated to all the billion uh, dollar companies who are now seeing that millennials and 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 most people are now wanting to you know put their money behind something that means more than just a cool product a neat shoe a cool phone whatever it has to do something in the world they want to know that their money is helping do something good in the world like water going to places that need water and bug nets and everything else uh, to help people out anywhere in the world just the fact that it's helping. And now you bring up this idea, and I'm like, it, it, really the whole world is conspiring to do good. I really feel that. I feel like businesses big, huge, and very, very small can all benefit from what you uh, talk about and really should be thinking in terms of that. I, the, finally, I just uh, listened to an interview yesterday, um, Lewis House. I listened to his podcast, and I, I listened to him interview Josh Bazzoni. Uh, that's at... Uh, uh, his SoundCloud account, and um, just look up Lewis Howe's SoundCloud. And I just thought I was going to hear about how to make a $100, $100 million business because that's what Bazzoni's done with uh, BioTrust, his company, uh, right. nutrition, supplements, things like that. And 
what it turned out to be, the big most insightful things are stuff that you just talked about. He said I he he had done five million, ten million a year for about ten years and was really working hard, burnout, hit the ceiling, couldn't figure out how to go bigger. Until he did and he started part of his plan was to do good in the world with with his company. To do you know, um make a wish foundation. He told stories about all kinds of charitable things that he hooked up with these uh groups and uh, made it known that if you do business with Biotrust, you're also helping this, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation or whatever the chosen thing is for any given promotion. And he said that his business just quadrupled, tripled. That's when he went up from a million-dollar investment that year to turn that million-dollar investment into a hundred million in that same year. And he he, he says a lot of uh, of it had to do with. Uh, doing good in the world and showing the world that your company is doing good in the world. It's not just creating superior products or whatever else, but it's doing good in the world. And that's incredible to me because it's happening everywhere. And now here you come and you tell that story and further prove my point. I mean, it's just coming from everywhere, from every angle. Um, and, I, I, you know, that's it. That's, I don't have a question. I just maybe some feedback on that. Where else have you seen this stuff taking off? Jack, these are you know you're we're, we're you're you're in lockstep with me on this, and and you said that it, it seems that people want to do good in the world. Well, not all people. There was the the Paris attacks a couple of weeks ago, but we have to be part of the of the bigger majority that wants to make the world a better place. The clock is ticking. None of you know tomorrow's not guaranteed for any of us. And yes, it's great to make a lot of money, but it's also great to be part of a bigger cause. Look, Carnival Cruise Lines this year has opened up a new brand called Fathom, where it's volunteerism. They have a cruise ship that's going to be going to Cuba and the Dominican Republic and Haiti to help build things in these countries and islands for, uh, you know, where you can go. And by the way, you pay double for the privilege of working on your vacation. And guess what? They're <laughs> almost already sold out for their first uh, 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 launches. This is as we age, as the baby boomers get older, and as, as, as people become more affluent and say, okay, well, now what do I do with my money? How about giving back? So even the cruise lines are figuring out volunteerism. There's a company, there's an MLM company. I'm not strong on MLM, but there's a company called World Ventures, and they put together these, um, again, it's, I don't know if they call it volunteerism, but it's, uh, it's a similar thing where people get together to go places and get out and work with the people, build schools, teach, help, plant seeds, whatever it is, to pay it forward. So when you attach a course, here we did a, a couple of years ago, I did a big eBay cruise for eBay power sellers. Again, um, uh, leveraging the list of an eBay guru, and he said, I'd like to have a portion of our small markup on the cabins go to the American Diabetes Foundation. Well, $100. From $100 from 100 people is 10000 That's $10,000 raised for the American Diabetes Foundation while people are on vacation learning on how to take their eBay businesses to the next level. Is that a win-win-win or what? It's, it's, a, it's a powerful elixir for businesses that are ailing and otherwise want to go to a level that uh, – you know, most people would have been happy. I mean, I, I think that uh, the Bazzoni guy, anybody would have been happy with five to ten million, you know, net uh, a year. Uh, lots of people would, 
But he was driven by something more, and he wanted to do more. He saw the opportunity to be able to do more, but and and also thought that that level was something that he wanted to get out of. It didn't seem um, he didn't feel well at that level. He didn't feel whole at that level, and had to move forward to something bigger, and couldn't figure out how until he dropped a couple of drops of do good in the world on his business, and then it all just exploded. You know, he had some really good ideas and, and had learned from that previous 10 years of success and failures and everything in many, many areas and to, to make a business big. You can't just simply, uh, you know, say the do-good stuff is, is, is everything, but it really seems to be doing something for a lot of different people. And I think it goes all the way down to the DIY level, the people who are working in their bat caves and, you know, maybe have a, a VA or outsourcer or something like very, very small or operations. I think it's a powerful, powerful tonic for what ails everybody in business. Um, and so, I think so probably now, the only... With, go ahead. No, I was going to say, with that, Jack, let me ask you and Gina and Jan, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are we doing this right now? Why are you doing... Uh, uh, Gina's brilliant. I love you, Gina. Um, why are you doing the business that you're doing, facilitating the connections that you, you, we know you facilitate the joint ventures and so forth. You know, if you have a, a big money project or launch your day, that's even better. But what is, you know, in, in the end game, why are the three of you doing what you're doing? Gina, if you are uh, within earshot. I am within earshot. This is your question. I I do what I do for one reason only, my mission. When I overcame the death sentence put on me by my doctors in 2005-2006, I felt like I'd been given the biggest gift in the world, the gift of life, and a gift that big just had to be repaid. So I made it my mission to touch the life of every person on this planet. Can't do it by myself, but if we work with entrepreneurs and small business owners and help them learn what we're talking about right here today. We really can touch the life of every person on this planet. And that's why I do anything. Right. While while enriching our own lives, our own families, our own businesses. So why not as Joel is it Joel Combs says do good stuff? He says that, right? Yep. He's even so got why a not Right. Why not do good stuff? Like I said at the beginning for 20 years, I was making a living, and I, became, I felt burnt out on, you know, window treatments, measuring people's windows. And, okay, that's, that's, that's not as fun as cruises, but you know what? People have empty windows. You don't want the neighbors staring in. You don't want sunlight blinding you when you wake up. What do you need? You need some window shades. You need some blinds, right? <laughs> so, so I did that. I did that for 20, you know, for 20 years, and, and I said, there's got to be something more than this. <laughs> And yeah. so, so, so many, many people are stuck, or maybe um, they have job security, or maybe they're scared that they they won't do well as an entrepreneur, or or um, um, venturing into areas unknown. But I think all of us here on this call have taken that leap of faith and have taken that chance as a oh, you know, uh, screw it, let's go for it, let's let's do something, let's do something big. Yeah. And and big in terms of money, but also good in the world, good stuff, whatever you want to do. I came to the Internet uh, from 
never having a real job. I never once had a real well, I did in high school and some in college. Uh, but after that, I never had a real job. I didn't punch a clock. I worked for nonprofits for 11 years, uh, environmental conservation groups, and um, rose to the highest ranks you can get in those kinds of groups, executive director and uh, a, couple, a few of the last ones. And so I came with a completely different mindset to the Internet <laughs> and Internet business and entrepreneurialism that, than a lot of people, a lot of my peers did. And it stuck. I mean, it's who I am. It's who I mean. I couldn't, you know, just change everything, and I didn't want to. Jack, how long did it take you to grow into your own guruness? Um, took me uh, three years, two years, two or three years before my book was launched, and I knew enough to even be able to say, "Hey, I know something that you guys don't know." <laughs> yeah. Good. That was uh, power linking. It did uh, fifty thousand copies at forty-seven bucks. It was huge. It was huge for like just eBooks in general at the time or courses. Um, and it was sort of accidental because I didn't know enough to. I mean, there was no launch formula, product launch formula back then or anything like it. You know, I just <laughs> right. took some some stuff I learned in a forum and did that and um, naturally gravitated toward joint ventures. Didn't know if I don't know if I we called them that. At the time, I don't think so, but uh, you know, mail my list, you mail your list, make a bunch of promises, uh, do something big, and it just worked out. It just took off, and the popularity of the topic and the luck of, of finding that uh, topic, which is completely due to the previous 11 years of being in a nonprofit and teaching people specifically how to track wildlife and um, survive in the wilderness, which is, I mean... You say that, and it's just ironic. <laughs> but uh, that's what led me to figure out Google's first algorithm. I was one of three guys in the world that cracked the first algorithm. Now, that sounds really impressive, but it, there weren't 220 ranking factors in Google's algorithm back then. There was only really, truly one. But we didn't know what it was, and then one day we did. And I was one of the, the three guys. So the other two were programmers, geeks, and they didn't want to publish anything, obviously, so I did. So I won. <laughs> I won the internet for a minute, but it came from, you know, <laughs> helping people, you know, helping people do stuff. It was really like you guys have to see this. Everybody check this out. This is really incredible. Your businesses will boom, you know, and and it worked. So, but the good the good factor, you know, really didn't come into it. I came in, and Gina will tell you this story uh, any time. I came in thinking I was going to do this internet thing and this business stuff for long enough to make enough money that I could then, you know, throw my computer out of the second-story window and never have to look at uh, technology again, go back out into the wild and stay there and start a foundation that would help uh, with the money that I made that would help with uh, nonprofit groups that I wanted to support. That was my plan in the beginning, believe it or not. And uh, and here I am. I, I found out I could do both and not well, have to me, sacrifice me, one for the other. Jack, let me ask you this. Um, because you mentioned your history with nonprofits. I have heard, I don't know this, is it true that some of the most profitable organizations out there are the nonprofits? Well, they don't have to pay taxes. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that that's, that's true and probably getting better. Now there's the, uh, the, the smaller groups, the struggling groups, the front lines groups, which way, way back into this day, that would be what my foundation would support, or the ones that hadn't gotten a foothold yet. Not one of the great big giant ones, you know, but one of the 
uh, also some of the most effective with the least amount of overhead. Like a, a smaller percentage of your donation goes to overhead because they just don't have any. It's just boots on the ground kind of uh, activism and work and, and things. So, But you generally, yeah, they get to use every bit of the money that you give them uh, to do the good that they do and some overhead depending on how well they manage that. Interesting, interesting. So how did you and Gina hook up? What, 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 how did the Gina-Jack connection happen? I got to take Gina? this one. <clears throat> so way back in the early 2000s, Gina was out there trying to figure out how to turn every JV into a success. And I started to realize that if we had to rely on JV partners to do promotions, that it was going to be a crapshoot. Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. So I knew that if I was going to be brokering JVs, it would mean that I'd also have to be mastering traffic so that I could be responsible for driving traffic for my clients, not relying only on JV partners. So, of course, you got to go to the masters when you're doing something like that. And one of the guys that I really followed and listened to carefully happened to be my buddy, Jack Humphrey. Only he and I would never met. He didn't even know that I was kind of ripping off his stuff for years. Fast forward to about four years ago, and at the time, I was co-hosting my radio show with Rhonda Dalbaccio, and Rhonda was, like Jan, responsible for getting us the guests. So I show up on the show one day, and lo and behold, Jack Humphreys here as our guest, and I am so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, never ever have I talked to Jack Humphrey, and we talked on the show, and we agreed that we absolutely had to do something together. How'd that work for us, Jack? It uh, took a minute. I think it was um, a year. About <laughs> eighteen months or so. Yeah. And here's the really funny part: the following week, my next guest is a guy by the name of Brian Ridgeway. Same exact thing happened at the end of Brian's show. Oh man, we really hit it off. Always wanted to meet. We got to do something together. Again, nothing. 18 months later, Brian contacts me. He wants to start this new coaching program and wants to do it with me. And Brian and I are talking about this thing, and Brian's getting really jazzed about it. Jack happens to be friends with Brian. Jack's wife, Constance, works for Brian. And Jack contacts Brian while Brian's on the phone with me. Next thing you know, the three of us are doing a coaching program together. Wow. And we've been partners ever since. Well, Brian Ridgway is quite a, quite a character. I, I love Brian. <laughs> and and um, are you still working with Brian? We are not. We did one program with them. It was a 12-week program, and that's it. I still think of him as a friend. Okay, okay. But, you know, it's it's really interesting how, um, what a small world it is, how we wind up, what roads we take, how we meet, how we partner, how joint ventures, and lifelong relationships and friendships blossom uh, within this within this community. Obviously, I'm outside of this community as well, but I think, you know, um, People people ask me, to use a cruise metaphor, they ask me, what are the best ships? 
and I always say the friendships uh, because <laughs> you have to yeah you have to be friends first, and then all things are possible. That's what we do with the cruise group events: is create the camaraderie of like-minded like-minded souls. And and so you know, uh, do I have a leg up because I'm I'm the I help fulfill dreams and fantasies. I'm the purveyor of fun. Yes, yeah, we all want to be on vacation. Actually, uh, living the laptop lifestyle is a 2.0 or 3.0 by now, where you can run your business from anywhere, from the beaches of the world. So why not, right? Um, I don't, I don't honestly know. Um, um, and by the way, that, that, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing some of your backstories. Uh, I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> to take over the role of interviewer. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of wild. Uh, nobody's done that yet. You're the first. Once again, you're a first, Lou. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe maybe that part of that is, is, is my secret. Um, entrepreneurs are very strong-willed people with very healthy egos. So what, is, what are we doing all of this for, I asked earlier, uh, besides the money and besides to do good things in the world for others, I think that what we all need as as humans is acknowledgement and recognition. And I'll be very transparent here and say that I learned at an early age, before it became popular to say, don't make it about you, make it about them. I learned that you have to listen, be sincerely interested, and um, befriend people of influence. And really, most people have influence, if you think about it. But for the people that you want as your future JV partners, you just really, it's really what I've done with, you know, CEOs and different niches for my group events and for my travel shows and my speaking gigs. It's really about being, being very ser- sincerely genuine and genuinely interested in, in uh, um, what the other person is saying and where they've come from. I've listened to every word that uh, you and Gina and the Janet, Janet and I have had personal conversations at the uh, at the uh, at NAMS. Uh, I've listened to every word that you've just said, and I've taken the, those words to heart about your journey and the, the journey that you continue to be on. And I hear in your voices the passions of what you'd like and what can be. I hear that, and and you know you do. Uh, we're all human beings, you know. We're, as humans, we're slightly evolved apes. We're kind of like toddlers in grown-up bodies. And I think that yeah. all we really want, you know, all, all we really want is to not be inconsequential, to be relevant, to matter, to, to, um, to be acknowledged and recognized. This year, I started speaking only at events, both in the marketing world and in the travel world, where I'm celebrated, not merely tolerated. I made a decision. I never want to be on the undercard, the afterthought. Oh, that's Captain Lou. He's partners with Michael Same, so we've got to squeeze him into the schedule. He's fun, but, you know, he's, he's not really going to make us a lot of money with his cruises. But So those people, I now, I, in other words, go where you're celebrated, merely tolerated. So, uh, so I, I, that, that, that's what I've done this year, and that's why I continue to have this shiny, happy voice because I'm really loving and happy with my life and what I'm doing. And, and part of that is just being good friends with great people that help me leverage their lists. Um, and, and the friendships, the best ships are the friendships. 
And with that, I know we're drawing to the end of the hour. If, if you don't mind, I would like to talk for about three minutes about a special invitation that I've got for your audience. As long Absolutely. as you make Go sure that you tell them about the jvcruise.com. Now, what it, now, now that that must be your personal link that we've we've had up for a long time. Is it the or just JV Cruise? The JV Cruise. Okay, and have you tested <clears throat> to see that that link is actually updated and working right now? It was a couple weeks ago, but I'll go test it again real quick. Okay, <laughs> so 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 basically, this is not a sales pitch. It's a warm and loving invitation. To everyone out there, including you, Jack, <laughs> this coming <laughs> this coming January 23rd to the 31st, close to 400 of the world's top online entrepreneurs from 17 countries around the world will all meet in Fort Lauderdale for eight days of networking and schmoozing while Caribbean cruising. This is where business deals get done while on vacation and having fun. And we've been doing it for 10 years. I can't believe it. We've made it to our 10th anniversary, still close to 400 people strong. More six-figure, seven-figure, and even some eight-figure online entrepreneurs and marketers than you've ever gathered on a boat. A captive audience, there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to hide, but the people who come are very, very cool. By invitation only, we have a number, as Jack and Gina said earlier, of top flight uh, VIP group leaders, pe- people with niches with their audiences that come, like like Davin Michaels and Dave Van Hoos and David Cavan all the way from Thailand, and uh, Mike Fulsame, of course, Donna Fox, uh, Mike Hill, so many, so hundreds and hundreds. Just take a look at the VIP guest list uh, at the cruise site. And you'll see it's a who's who of uh, the top-notch marketers of our times. And what happens when you go on the marketer's cruise? It's 70% playing, 30% work. We do our sessions, our business-building sessions, on the days at sea in the mornings. And it's not guru-student. There are no speakers and students. It's peer-to-peer. It's a level playing field. Picture in your mind a 400 person mastermind, all sitting around the biggest table, except it's really not a table. And everyone has their turn on mic, two simple things. Number one, what is my area of expertise, and how can I be a blessing in your lives this week? And number two, here's what I need help. Here's what I need help in growing my business. Here's what I'm looking for. You know, membership site software, JV partnerships, a product launch, uh, uh, the health niche, the fitness, the uh, real estate niche. I'm launching a a product on nutrition, whatever it is. Come together for eight days of helping each other brainstorm, do partnerships, get speaking gigs, launch products, and leverage each other's lists. And it really is a JV fest where millions and millions of dollars have been in, in, in sales, in launches, in, in partners, in webinars, oh, my goodness, has been done year after year after year. Uh, and so this is – I wouldn't be anywhere else. The cruise, of course, I run the cruise, but the cruise has, has lit my 
own career on fire and and taken me out of that stagnation of I was the I was the hundred K a year guy. I was the guy making eighty to hundred K a year. So I've been, you know, kind of kind of successful for an eighth grade dropout who's never seen the inside of a high school. Not bad, right? Who ran away to join the World Wrestling Federation at age sixteen. So I'm, you know, I'm proud. I've done well for myself, but I've only been able to take this to a multiple seven-figure business by associating with the right people, and those right people can be found all in one place. Gina, give that link out right now. That would be www.thejvcruise.com. www.thejvcruise.com. We have less than a dozen cabins still available. Payment is due in full. There are people coming from Australia, from Japan, from Spain, from the U.K., from the United States. Somebody yesterday wrote me that they're paying $12,000 in airfare to get to our $1,500 cruise. So imagine that. So, so if you're a little bit closer than that, or as far as, as far away as the other side of the world, come join us. Exit out on your calendar. Come join us. Help celebrate your future success. What can be better going into 2016 than horseback riding in Aruba, a sunset catamaran sail in Curacao, the biggest entrepreneur's beach party in Grand Turk Island, 80-degree temperatures, warm sunshine, and even warmer people. That's it. You know what? That, 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 what else can I say? Gina, you've been on the Marketers Cruise. How was it? It is, it is a fabulous experience. And truly, if you're looking to grow your business using joint ventures, and I don't care what niche you're in, the marketers cruise, you're going to find JV partners, no questions asked. I mean, there are just so many people in so many different niches. I've gotten some of my best JV partners from the cruise. I've also got some of my, some of my best clients from the cruise as well. I can't recommend it highly enough. Just can't get that kind of an opportunity when you're sitting at home behind the computer you don't grow relationships at the same level. And you've done a masterful job, Lou, over the years of really helping to facilitate the joint venture piece happening and giving them as many opportunities while at sea to really get in and do the kind of work that you need to do while you're on that ship. Thank you, Gina. VJVCruise.com. Go check it out. Um, you can email us with any questions, support at marketerscruise.com. My team is there for you. We'll help you get set up. Jack and Gina, thanks so much for having me on the show today. Love to you, Jan, as well. Let's not be two ships passing in the night. <laughs> Guys, see you on the libido, I mean the Lido deck. <laughs> Thank you, Lou. Thanks, Lou. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you, Jack. Bye, everyone. We will be back. Bye, Lou. We will be back next week, same time, same place, for yet another episode of Traffic Masters. Thanks so much, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic 
to conversion to business success.